0: Welcome to the Razor Web Design Wire podcast with Matt Reed. The Razor Web Design Wire podcast with Matt Reed. Matt Reed. Welcome back to the Razor Web Design Wire podcast, episode 104, creating a online subscription service. Now, this guys is one of my most favorite sort of business models to to work on, and it basically revolves around creating for you a recurring income using your expertise and creating quality content around your expertise you know most people don't bother or don't have the time or or in this case the understanding on how to create an online subscription service and the fact that you're listening to this episode is fantastic you've already made the first step so basically you want to consider first off what is your expertise i'm sure you already have an expertise that you know you're familiar with you might be a yoga teacher you might be a professional mechanic you might be a tax accountant you know what is your expertise because I'll tell you what pretty much every expertise is valuable and can be sold to people online now there's various factors there's three or four key factors you want to sort of consider when setting up an online subscription service and the first one is really what is your expertise and what is the content you're going to offer people are you going to offer them videos Are you going to offer them a file repository? Are you going to offer them like PDFs and diagrams and spreadsheet templates? Or are you going to offer them perhaps podcasts or audio clips like this? Most people usually like videos because they're fully interactive. They're visual and audible as well. So creating a video library... You know, explaining the service or the expertise you're doing is very good, especially if you are, for example, a yoga teacher or you're a mechanic. You need to show visually what you're doing to that car or in that process so people get a good idea of it. You don't want to just have audio clips like this because, you know, people need to see visually if you're working on a car, visually if you're doing a yoga pose, for instance. So what sort of content are you going to create and then how are you going to record it? So, you know, I'm not going to get into detail here, but you need a camera, you need a tripod, you need editing software on your computer, even something as simple as iMovie is a great starting point. Or um, I actually use Adobe Premiere, which does have a cost to it, but that's a great way to start creating videos on your computer. But you want to create that video library or that content library And have it structured into different stages or courses or lessons or however you want to word it. So if it's a mechanic, you might have a section on the engine. You might have a section on the transmission. You might have a section on electrical. If you're a yoga teacher, you might have a basic starter section. You might have an intermediate section, an advanced section. Or if you're a cook, you might have a section on creating desserts or creating gluten-free food or, or vegan food or whatever it might be. So just have a bit of a plan around that. I'll, I won't go into more detail on that. But yeah, get your plan around the content. Then you want to figure out how you're going to monetize it. So setting up your pricing structure. Most courses are generally based on three tiers. So you might have a, a, a base starter course. You might have a, a more intermediate course. And you might have the full-on course, which includes personal access to you, which you can charge a premium for. Or you might charge, for example, a monthly fee that's $9.99 a month or $20 a month. And you might have a yearly fee that's discounted. You get two months free or you get a month free. So, you know, $20 a month or pay $200 for a year and you save 40 bucks. So just think about what sort of membership payment structure you're going to offer people. And alongside that, what, what uh, trial period will you give them? Are you going to give them a trial period? Are you going to give them a seven day trial period, a 28 day trial period? Are you going to ask for their credit card first off? You know, what what way are you going to incentivize people to jump onto your course? I strongly recommend you do offer a trial period because, you know, let's, let's be honest, there are a few people out there that will just, you know, use it for seven days and then bugger off. But if you've done a real good job of your content, people are willing to pay money Ongoing to access great content, especially if it's being updated and they can even ask you personal questions, for example And when I say personal, I don't mean personal questions, but questions about your expertise, you know So so just get an idea around that now one thing is if you're not going to do a free trial you need to really make sure you give people a good preview of what they're going to get on your course because you're essentially saying to them, hey, you've got to pay right now to get access. So you need to give them a good preview before they commit to that. Now, moving on to the actual system that you use, there are a lot of them out there, but the one I use is called Zulu. That's one I've developed here in New Zealand, and that allows you to basically go and create your membership plans. You know, your monthly fees, your yearly fees, set all that up. Then it allows you to create like a mini website with your video content or your file repository or whatever you like on there. And then it allows you to essentially accept people's membership subscriptions so they can go to a page, put their details in, sign up, put their credit card in, and away they go. So, the whole thing about an online subscription system is it needs to really show people what they're getting, and it needs to be easy for people to get on board. You just want their name, email and maybe a password and maybe a phone number and that's it. Bang, let them in straight away. Don't ask for their whole life story, don't ask for their you know their postal address and their shipping address and their billing address and all that Just keep it basic. you want people to get in to the program easily rather than scaring them off with a massive application form. So there are a lot of options out there depending on the area that you are in and most of them will take payments through the system as well. So people can pay for their subscription through that website or that software so it's easy for you. You just do the basic setup, the customer comes in, they subscribe and everything's looked after. You don't have to worry about anything. You just need to keep an eye on that their payments are coming through and follow them up if they're not. They can even cancel themselves. You know, all that stuff is built into most good online subscription services. The final thing, guys, just before we close is payment options. So as I mentioned, some programs have payment options built in ready to go. And if they don't, there's a few platforms out there. One of them is Stripe. Stripe is one that I like to use. So you can set up subscription payments in that. And you basically pay a, you know, 2.9% fee, or you know, around that, depending on where you are located, and and that's all you get charged. So if you're getting $100 a month from your each subscription, it's costing you 2.9%. For example, so picking an option like Stripe or PayPal, you know, Braintree payments. There's other options out there to consider, but make sure you choose one that's not going to take all of your money. So be very careful of that. You want to obviously keep as much of that monthly subscription fee as you can hope you found that helpful. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys again soon. Cheers. That was the Razor Web Design Wire podcast with Matt Reed. For more, visit razorweb.co.nz.